Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of the award-winning podcast, Entrepreneurs on Fire, and you're listening to the Excelsior Journeys with George Soroy. Prepare to ignite. So would you say that that's kind of like the lightning bolt moment for you? And that's what I taught myself how to draw, was actually the Little Mermaid, drawing stills of Ariel. I've got better things to do tonight than die. jumped out of his chair and said, who the F is this? I remember walking out of the theater and saying, I'm going to write Halloween I'm rather impressed with your research. Rarely do people ask me about children in the corner. It doesn't have to be perfect, just do it. You know, throw some spaghetti against the wall. This is George Soroy saying to all of you, ever upward. Welcome back to Excelsior Journeys, part of the Once Upon a Podcast Network. This is George Soroy, and thank you so much for being here, and thank you so much for being here for night 29 of the National Podcast Post-Month Challenge, which is also titled Reaching for Greater Glory, which is what my particular series is called. That uh, the great, Greater Glory, part three in the Excelsior journey is still out of reach in terms of being a completed draft, but this is not about me anymore. This is about all of you. This is about making sure that you have someone to keep cheering you on as you finish the National Novel Writing Month Challenge. I am so proud of you because you have kept going, you have kept pushing forward, you have stopped looking behind yourself, you have stopped looking back to all of your previous story, you have stopped trying to edit yourself, you have just kept the foot on the accelerator, you have kept pushing on, and here you are, you are at the cusp of hitting 50,000 words. How awesome is that? You have, you are this close away from making this happen. And I am so proud of you. And I know Chris Beatty, the founder of National Novel Writing Month, is also proud of you. And uh, just as another thing to say that I've said before, I really wish, Chris, that you picked June to be the month of National Novel Writing Month. It's just, it's better weather. There's a lot less going on. And we're not in the process of kind of gearing up for the holidays while we sit down and try to write a 50,000-word draft of a novel. So there's a whole lot going on. So for those of you who have been able to not only push forward but thrive while under this sort of pressure, while dealing with everything that's going on around you, my hat is off to you. You have just been proving yourself an inspiration to not only me, but to the millions of other people that have said, oh, I should write a book. Oh, I got the story in me. I just got to get it out. I'm waiting for the muse to hit me. I just need to just relax and let those words come to me. No, you put in the work and look what's about to happen. You're about to hit 50,000 words. How awesome is that? So with that in mind, this is the day 29 card of Chris Beatty's No Plot, No Problem National Novel Month, uh, National Novel Writing Month. Uh, novel writing kit. And here's what he says. It's called Landing the Craft. Once I was on a plane, smushing my forehead against the window, watching farmlands pass in a slow motion scroll beneath me. I was willing the plane to go faster, eager to get home, when another passenger jet shot through the airspace below, rocketing in the opposite direction at an unbelievable speed. It took me a second to realize the obvious. We were going just as fast as the other jet. But when you're riding a bullet, it's easy to lose track of speed. This is a lot like your novel. Take a second and scroll back through all you've written in the past 28 days. 
You did all that. It came out of nowhere at a speed that would make professional writers queasy. You'll likely hear a clunk at the end of today's noveling session. It's the sound of the landing gear coming down. You're almost home, writer. And that's what I have to say to all of you guys. You are almost there. You're almost home. The landing gear is down, and it won't be long before you have to put your seat backs and tray tables in your full upright positions because you are coming in for a landing. Now, what I would love to know is what is your climax of your book going to be? What have you been building toward all this time? I know that when I was working on the first draft of Excelsior, I had my beginning and I had my end. And everything else, it was going to find its way there. I knew where I wanted the story to go. I just didn't know exactly how the story was going to take me. And looking back at that first draft, I just remember um, it went in so many different directions that never that never survived the first draft um there was uh there was a piece of technology that uh that the doctor franklin ritkin had put together that would kind of defossilize uh whatever is um whatever um item he had found and he had found this this thing that w- would wind up being the character danak and I remember during the, um, during the initial run of edits that Jerry Ann and I were doing, she immediately called that out and just said, like, you know, was asking, um, why do you need that kind of technology? It just seems like something that just kind of comes out of nowhere, like magic. And it's not something that doesn't really ring true. And the more I thought about it, the more I thought, you know what? She's right about that because it does only serve one purpose. But if I take it out completely and I make the jewel that Danak is holding be the thing that is powerful and that has been sustaining him all these years, so that way he's not fossilized, and that way they basically kind of bring him in to a point where he's soft, and that jewel starts to regenerate him, then all of a sudden, you know, like that does intro- that does keep that element of magic in there, but it's otherworldly magic because that jewel is not from earth. And so basically by doing that, it really, it streamlines so much. And we were doing that over and over and over again, like through all these different things, there were two characters that would wind up being, um, that would wind up being Granik and Radifin. And I actually split up Granik, Radifin, Zerebus and Karini, like off right at the beginning of their time on earth. And I sent Granik and Radifin over to the Smithsonian in Washington, DC. And just kind of thinking about it right now is just like, I am so glad that I didn't keep any of that because I would have missed an opportunity to have done what I did with the Metropolitan Museum of Art and actually walking into that area where the arms and armory section is and seeing how everything can play out and seeing the, the spot where uh, my character Zerebus would throw this tiny teleportation device onto the sword that they need to get out of the museum. So that way Matthew can hold it and truly become Excelsior again. 
And there's just there's so many different things that were happening during during that editing. And one of the things that really, um, really uh, made the entire editing time worth it, and I'm talking about two years worth of editing, is when I came up with the character that would be Hadera. The name really kind of came to mind first. And I originally pictured this hulking um under you know like uh look for that uh, that rivals a mixture of general kale from willow and the undertaker from wwe just pictured like this long trench coat and this foreboding presence and someone who would be like this crunation general keeping the denarian uh men and women and children at bay while Noctuar is, is recovering on DNAP 4 and Danak is nowhere to be found later to be discovered on Earth. And I pitched this character to Jerry Ann and she immediately goes, can it be a woman? And as soon as I said yes, she became one of the most, I would say, delicious characters that I've ever come up with. I absolutely adore this character. And she has become one of my favorites in the whole trilogy. And she has, has so much to do. She's got a really good amount to do in the first Excelsior book, but the second one, she's got a ton to do. And she is, she is someone who it, you can tell is just reveling in the glory that she gets in part two. And she's going to have a lot to do in part three as well. So I'm saying all of this because I want you to look forward to what is to come because after you finish this first draft, after you go ahead and write the end, after you put it in a drawer and take yourself out to celebrate the fact that you did it, just like I said that you should do the day before, go out, enjoy yourself, pat yourself on the back. You earned it. And then when you're ready, go back and take a look and see where you can improve, where your story can improve, where your storytelling can improve give it a look and just like you know as you go through it and everything enjoy the read but also have a highlighter on hand have a, a red pen on hand knowing what you can start either hacking away or something that you can really emphasize something that you can um, improve upon but then um, some things just can't be improved upon and then you have to just kind of cut them out completely but if it leads to something that is a little bit more simplified, but at the same time, just as effective, all of these different things that you have at your disposal, it can all happen in the edits. So I hope that you are looking forward to your edits as much as I was. And granted, at the beginning, I was not really looking forward to the edits because I was under the impression that all it would take is just a little bit of a polish and then I can start shopping it around to agents because they would know exactly what to do with this. And that was not the case at all. It was not the case. Um, Excelsior went, has gone through quite a bit in the past 15 years and he's going to be going through even more now that he is with the publisher Ronan Weatherford. And I am so excited about working with them. But at the same time, I have to do my part and deliver a completed draft of Greater Glory, Part 3 in the Excelsior Journey. I got a trilogy to finish. At some point, I will. And <laughs> at the same time, though, tomorrow, 
Obviously, it will not be the time when I will be able to finish that story, but I will be finishing this story, which is the National Podcast Post-Month Challenge. And it just so happens that yesterday's episode, guess what that was? Episode 250. I didn't even realize it until I was putting the editing together. So that was something else to look forward to in terms of in terms of editing. All the great stuff that you'll find. So please keep that in mind when you're ready to sit down, go through your book, and dominate. All right? This is a wonderful time for you. I am so proud of you. I am so proud of everything you have done so far. And I am really excited to hear what your story is about. So please tell me what your story is about. Send me an email over at george at he's got it.com and tell me your story. Just like a quick elevator pitch. I'd love to hear it. And I, if I get enough, guess what I'll do? I'll talk about them on here as my little celebration. So I want to hear from you guys. So I hope that you have been enjoying this challenge as much as I've been enjoying the National Podcast Post Month Challenge. And I hope you are just as excited for your edits as I am. So with that in mind, this is George Soroy saying to all of you, ever upward, and I will see you tomorrow for Day 30. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Excelsior Journeys. I hope it was both inspiring and entertaining. Special thanks to Zach Comtois for providing new music for the intro and outro. Please take a moment to leave a rate and review on Apple Podcasts. And if you enjoy the show, please share it with your friends and subscribe to your platform of choice by going to he'sgotit.com slash podcasts. While there, you can also fill out the application to be a guest, inquire about sponsorship opportunities, and click on the Buy Me a Coffee link if you wish to give your support to the show. All interaction is very much appreciated. If you have a question, comment, or suggestion for the show, please direct it to george at he'sgotit.com. 